Welcome to the Feel Good Running Podcast. No matter what level runner you are, and whether you prefer road or trail running or both, you will find this podcast informative, motivating, inspiring, and entertaining. We have interesting guests, running-related information, inspirational stories about real runners, and much more. Now, here's your host and a longtime runner himself, Jim Lynch. Hey, runners, how are you? I hope you're doing well and getting your miles in. And are you looking forward to the fall and running in cooler temperatures? Well, I guess that depends on where you live, but here in Denver, Colorado, it is cooler in the morning and I'm enjoying my run so much. So I hope that's going to happen for you too. Well, welcome. My name is Jim Lynch and this is my podcast, Feel Good Running. I'm so glad you're here. And if you're a brand new listener, thank you. And for my regular listeners, I really, truly appreciate you. So I am excited. Actually, I'm super excited. A passion of mine is being involved in running races. And if you've been a listener for some time, you know that I lived on the island of Maui and was the co-race director of the Maui Marathon. It was certainly a lot of work to put on that race, but we had a great team. And then on race day to see runners having a great time with smiles on their face as they crossed the finish line was worth all the effort. And of course, running your race on Maui helps because it's such a beautiful island. Well, this weekend coming up, I'm back in the game here in Denver. I'm on the team to put on the Bear Chase Trail Race at the gorgeous Bear Creek Lake Park just outside of Denver. On Friday, I'll be heading up Packet Pickup at the Lakewood, Colorado Runner's Roost Running Store. And I'm looking forward to seeing all the anxious, excited runners and hearing how they feel about their upcoming race this weekend. And then on Saturday, I'll be at Bear Creek Lake Park early at Oh Dark Ridiculous, getting ready for the 100K and 50K trail race. Yep, I'll be there all day in the evening and late as the last runners are coming in. And so worth it because they just accomplished something amazing. And to see them cross that finish line, I'm just so looking forward to it. And get up again on Sunday morning and once again, oh, dark ridiculous, I'll be there for the half marathon and 10K. You know, I am so inspired by the grit and determination of runners. And I'm so glad that I was asked to be a part of this event and that I can contribute to make Runner's Day a great memory. And I'm also super excited that I've been asked to participate in next year's Maui Marathon on Sunday, April 24th to be in charge of the entire race course for the event. I'll be heading out there a week or so in advance to prep the course, arrange the aid stations, make sure all mile markers for each event are in place accurately, and to ensure all runners have everything they need on their journey for whatever race they may be doing that day. Though I'm not co-race director anymore, I feel so honored that I was asked to participate and I'm so looking forward to it. If you want more information, go to MauiMarathon.com. What a great vacation that would be for you and your family. Get a nice run in and you can just enjoy the beautiful island of Maui. How about that? So there it is. The live races are back and I have the opportunity to participate again and give of myself to the running community. Gosh knows how much they've given to me over the years when I was doing all of my running. I just love it. All right, runners, let's get on with it. You need to be inspired. So here's this episode's inspirational running news. 
searching anywhere and everywhere? Get ready, because it's time for this episode's inspirational feel-good running news. As runners, our most prized possession is our legs. We rely on them, abuse them, push them, curse them, rub them, stretch them, and, well, we just gotta love them. They really are our most valuable pieces of equipment, and as runners, we'll do anything to protect them, keep them in shape and moving, and hopefully avoid injury. Well, recently I ran across a number of stories about wheelchair pushers, people who have the gift of strong legs and share their assets with others in a very profound way. First meet Meredith Atwood, a former attorney and now is a well-known writer, podcaster, endurance coach, and four-time Ironman finisher. She has always been a participant in running and triathlon events, but one day she was approached and asked to run the 2018 Marine Corps Marathon while pushing a young disabled man in a wheelchair. She received an email from her friend Brent Pease from the Kyle Pease Foundation. They needed a race chair pusher for 17-year-old Logan for the marathon. The Kyle Pease Foundation's purpose is to create awareness and raise funds to promote success for persons with disabilities and provide assistance to meet their individual needs through sports. I've included a link to their website in this episode's show notes at feelgoodrunning.com. Check them out. They are really remarkable. Well, Meredith was asked if Logan could borrow her legs to complete the race. Although nonverbal, Logan was determined to be a part of such a momentous and illustrious event, and he wanted to do it as a racer. Now, even though Meredith is not a fast racer, she wanted to get Logan to the finish line as fast as she could. She says she ran even though it hurt more than any run has ever hurt. She talked to Logan and asked him to give her strength to keep her going. As they rolled up the final tough hill to the finish of the Marine Corps course, it was lined with Marines, friends, and family. Meredith said she felt true happiness, and Logan was a warrior. He literally ran with one of the slowest runners on the course for almost seven hours. He was a machine. He was an athlete. He was a marathon finisher, and he did it on borrowed legs. Logan and Meredith rolled towards the charity village. They were greeted by two Marines who saluted Logan and placed a medal around his neck. Meredith was so choked up that she was lost in a moment when one of the Marines saluted her and said, Congratulations, ma'am. Hmm, I get a little choked up just reading that. What a story. I myself pushed a wheelchair for Ainsley's Angels when I lived in Maui. It was only a 5K and it was quite a bit of work, but worth every single step because I was doing it for someone else, someone that was less fortunate than me. To think that Meredith pushed Logan in a wheelchair for an entire marathon, words cannot express how selfless that is. But because we were both doing this for someone else, that, my friends, gives you the power, the will, the desire to keep pushing. It's not about you. It's about them. Well, I have a link to Meredith's website and podcast in the show notes at feelgoodrunning.com. Meredith, you are amazing. 
Now here's another really heartwarming love story involving borrowed legs. Meet the husband and wife team of Jamie and Lynn Parks from Tinley Park, Illinois. Sure, they run marathons together, but Jamie pushes Lynn in his wheelchair and they've completed over 300 races this way together. Back in 1987, they were engaged to be married when Lynn was involved in a catastrophic car crash that left her unable to walk. After seven years of rehab, Lynn and Jamie were finally married in 1994, and they've been running together ever since. Looking back at the first 300 races has found the parks logging more than 20,000 miles, competing in the Boston Marathon twice, carrying the Olympic torch in the 2002 relay, giving speeches and having a Discovery Channel documentary made about them in 2008. When asked about how much longer the 59-year-old Jamie could continue to push his 58-year-old wife's chair in competition, he said that, I think 500 would be great. Well, not only do the two compete in races, Jamie is almost always training with Lynn all over Tinley Park. After what happened with Lynn's accident, we came upon this idea to run together, he said. It allows us to spend even more time together. It takes one of my passions in life running and my main passion in life which is my wife and puts those together think about jamie and lynn and and take a look at your own partner if you have one and really really appreciate them like i always say running transforms people it's even more transformative when it involves borrowing someone else's legs to fully experience the difference running can make in someone's life These two stories are so inspiring, I just had to share them, and I hope you are as moved as I was when I read them. All of us runners can make a difference like Meredith and Jamie, and you don't have to look very far. There are so many opportunities in your area. Just ask around your running community and do that now. Don't wait. Do it now. Make a difference. How do you like to run? Some people need other runners to keep them motivated and inspired, while others use their daily run as an opportunity to completely zen out, work on their problems, get their head in check. For me, your host, I belong to a running group here in Denver, Runner's Edge of the Rockies, and also participate in a run club on Wednesday evenings at our local running store, Runner's Roost. I've met some of my best friends through these and other groups that I belong to in the past, and I look forward to these weekly runs. But I admit, there are times I like to run alone, so I too can zen out, work on my millions of problems, and definitely get my own head in check. I've had some really good conversations with myself, and you know what? I think I actually like me. There are abundance of running clubs across the country, but I ran across one group that is led by some folks with another motive, and that's to make their new place of residence more like home and build a sense of community. Meet Nick and Lauren Mark of Milton, Vermont. I read about the Marks and the Milton Independent, and their story caught my attention. They moved to Milton in 2018 and opened a neighborhood bar at the local Arrowhead Lodge in 2020. They then met up with a neighbor who had the idea that they should all start a weekly running group to gather for a little exercise and a whole lot of socializing. 
Every Thursday evening, the group gathers and runs a variety of routes around their town. Then they meet up again at the bar for some libations and laughs. Here in Denver, there are a few watering holes that have weekly pub runs, and it seems to be pretty popular here and in many cities. Personally, I think running groups are really an awesome way to join the community and meet new friends, and especially if you move to a new location. Back in 2012, I moved from Denver to Maui and really only knew one runner that I met when I was exploring the running scene while on vacation. Once relocating permanently, she was gracious enough to include me in her small group that would run on Sunday mornings and Wednesday evenings. The Wednesday night run was small for a few years and my friend, after five years organizing it, asked if I would take it over. I said yes, of course, because at that time I was the vice president of the well-established local running organization, Valley Isle Roadrunners. Her group was actually more of a private group, and when I took it over, and with the power of social media and weekly group pictures, it grew. And it became a way for other runners on the island of Maui, or that were visiting on vacation, to meet other local runners. Over time, I saw that it was much more than that. I saw how this group literally changed people. Some were originally hesitant to join and were a little intimidated at first, but once they did, it completely altered their lives. As myself, they've made lifelong friends and four couples actually moved to the same neighborhood and are great friends and meet regularly. The group became a family, a weekly event that all of us look forward to. I'm such a huge proponent of running groups because I have seen firsthand how transformative they can be in shaping people's lives. I'd say today, at least 80% of my closest friends are people I've met through running groups. How about you, group or solo? How about a combination of both? I love running clubs, but some of my running friends love solo or just running with a friend. A recent article in The Guardian lays out the pros and cons of both, and I thought we could take a look at both sides of the coin. First, let's explore the argument for group runs and running clubs. In the article, Dean Hardman writes, We all run for different reasons, whether it's to lose weight, keep passably fit, or in some cases to enter and maybe even win races. It's not me, by the way. But whatever the motivation for lacing up the running shoes and hitting the roads and trails, there's a compelling reason why being a member of a club can help make running even better. Deciding to join a club is one of the best things that any runner, whatever their level, can do. Club membership can often instigate big improvements in performance and, more importantly, provide enduring memories, experiences, companionship, and as I mentioned, lifelong deep friendships. Now, on the other side of the coin, in the same Guardian article, Michael Cavanaugh presents his case and passion for solo running. He writes, nothing can beat going for a run with nobody else. While running clubs and running with others do have their merits, some of us want to have a bit of time and space where we don't have to talk or even listen, where we can decide what route we choose or how fast we want to go, where we can change direction whenever we like. Even if you can't wholly forget everything, you can take the time to think. 
There's nothing that can beat going out for a run with nobody else. A survey by Runner's World stated that 60% of respondents listed their favorite running companion as myself, compared with 18% who said people from their running club. I don't know about that. But it's not difficult to see why, I guess. Now, this may sound crazy, but there are times, even when I'm running with my running groups, that I want to be with myself. I become a master at this. I could do that periodically. Switch with the group or run by myself, even though I'm with the group. In the show notes, I've included a link to the full article so you can weigh both sides of the argument. So for me, as much as I sometimes like to run alone, really nothing beats a run with my running group or from the running store on Wednesday nights here in Denver. I crave the camaraderie and fellowship and, of course, after a run at breakfast or a bar for a beer. And I love the strong friendships I've cultivated and continue to make new ones all the time. But for some, I get how solo works for them better. But as the marks from Vermont have proven, there's also another reason for a group run that is to create a community. So the next time you crave the company of other like-minded runners, go for a group run. Join a local running group. See what is available in your community. You can find running groups in your area. Just Google local running groups near me or go to your local running store. They're sure to have information on local running groups. They're out there and they are not hard to find. Don't be intimidated. They will welcome you with open arms. In the show notes for this episode at feelgoodrunning.com, I included a link to episode number 23. This was a very, very special episode for me. And, and it was with my running friends from the running group I organized each Wednesday in Maui. We got together at a local watering hole to record this episode prior to my leaving Maui to come back to Denver. In that episode, you will feel the camaraderie, the strong friendships, and the absolute full power of a running group and the effect it has had on their lives. Check it out. It really tells the whole story. So group or solo, that is for you to decide. But whatever choice it is, solo, group, or a mixture of both, just keep running. If you think your COVID-19 experience was tough, well, think again. When all of us were complaining about having to shelter in place, wearing masks, or missing the holidays at grandma's, there were people like Heidi Richard who were diagnosed with cancer. So while the rest of us were busy griping about our missing in-person events, she was undergoing chemotherapy and then surgery in a hospital alone. Due to COVID-19 restrictions, her only visitors were doctors and nurses. Her description of her illness is enough to make us all weep. She felt everything associated with every illness she ever had was all rolled up into one big bad feeling. She was fatigued, weak, cloudy, lethargic, nauseous, and achy to the point where she felt immobile. Heidi says she was miserable, like the sickest that I've been in my entire life. Just like every bad flu, horrible feeling, everything kind of piled all into one. But Heidi had a superpower, and that was running. During this very dark, trying time, she set a goal. She felt that she had to find something to make her feel better. 
not medication, but something that would really, truly make her feel better. To her, it had to be something that would totally take her mind off of how bad she felt. Something that would distract and change her mindset. She's a runner and running is what came to her rescue. The goal she set was to complete a half marathon. Not her first, but most definitely her toughest. At the peak of her illness, she was so weak, she couldn't even pick up something off the floor. Her story is different from a first-time half-marathon runner, but her starting point was even farther behind a first-timer. Her illness has stripped her of her endurance and everything else a runner loves about being in shape. So she started all over again, and guess how? She started walking the halls of the hospital where she was confined for a month. She got up to 15 miles through the lonely halls of the hospital and in the company of the medical professionals who were caring for her. Word about her goal spread inside and outside of the hospital. Heidi now has a team of about 70 friends who are running with her as they all train for the Hartford Half Marathon in October. And they are prominently named... Heidi's Woo Crew. And like most runners, she is steadfast in her purpose. Not only does she want her health back, she wants to give back. Her training and running the race is raising money for the Adam Bullen Memorial Foundation. The Oxford, Massachusetts-based charity helps central Massachusetts cancer patients like Heidi with bills. So far, the group has raised more than $8,000 for the foundation. The foundation also helped Heidi with some of her bills during her treatment, so she's come full circle. As a group, we runners are a charitable bunch. But in Heidi's case, she took it to the next level when a nonprofit that helped her with some of her medical bills became the grateful recipient of her fundraising through running. Man, that is really, truly giving back. Now, if you are interested in finding a charitable running event to support, check out Active.com. They make it easy to find events in your area along with their associated charities. I've included a link to their site in this episode's show notes at feelgoodrunning.com. I've also added a link to Heidi's Woo Crew Runs Hartford GoFundMe page. If you'd like to give a donation. Congratulations, Heidi, and we wish you the best of luck at the Hartford half in October. You are an amazing person, and we are so grateful that your story has been shared with us. But I do have a question. Why is it called Woo Crew? Hmm. I guess your guess is as good as mine, right, runners? Finally, what is it about the London Marathon? Back a few years ago, when I first started this podcast, I interviewed Ben Blows, who ran the London Marathon with a 55-pound tumble dryer strapped to his back. This was a fun and interesting interview, and Ben is actually an amazing person. I think he even broke a Guinness World Record for the fastest marathon hauling a tumble dryer on his back. Really. And at that time, he was in the company of other greats in Europe, such as Tony the Fridge and Paul the Tumble. Why do they do this? Well, it's not for me to question, but they are all amazing individuals. Ben even raised money for a cause that year. Well, this year, Bryce Elford from, I think, Jersey, England, plans to run the London Marathon dressed in a full body human brain costume. 
Yes, and you may think this is cute and are getting a chuckle out of it, but he is seriously receiving press on this as he attempts to break a Guinness World Record. I'm really not sure anyone has ever run a marathon dressed as a human brain, but nothing really surprises me anymore. Bryce was spotted training for the marathon in his brain costume. He said the costume is designed to represent what people with brain injuries feel like. And what he keeps hearing over and over again is that people feel like they are trapped inside their own brain. So when you see me inside the costume, you will see what they might feel like and what it would feel like to live with that pressure every day, which he told ITV News. Bryce previously set the world record for the fastest 100K on a treadmill in 2003. Well, as I read these articles, I could not find any reference or mention that he was raising funds or any type of serious awareness for brain injury organizations. As a runner, this bothers me. It doesn't take half a brain to figure out that this is a self-purpose and self-promotional gimmick. Our sport raises hundreds of millions of dollars each year for so many non-profit organizations for such causes as cancer, heart, abuse, and recovery, just to name a few. Runners make a huge difference in so many lives for these organizations. That is who we are, and we are damn good at it. So my apologies in advance for those that have true brain injuries and suffer each day. Some runners do have gimmicks, which is absolutely fine. But I am certainly not a fan of Bryce's approach in any way, making light at the expense of others hurting for self-promotion. Find another gimmick, dude. Well, there you go, runners. I do spend time searching for running-related stories to bring to you so they may give you some inspiration and motivation. There are so many runners that are making a difference, and if you come across a story that may be of interest about another runner, please let me know. Just go to feelgoodrunning.com and send it our way. All right, it is time for this episode's inspirational quote. But this will be a bit of a twist since it's really not a quote. If you remember Meredith Atwood, the swim bike mom that I featured in our first story, well, a little bit more about her. She has an incredible story. In 2010, she was out of shape, addicted to alcohol, seriously overweight, and lost her own body, mind, and world. She found the sport of triathlon and really changed her life. She shares three things that are inside the core of every person. You just have to begin to believe. And these are the three things. Number one, I am relentless. Number two, I am worthy. Number three, I am limitless. Just keep moving forward. Let me read those again. Number one, I am relentless. Number two, I am worthy. Number three, I am limitless. Just keep moving forward. Aren't those positive and powerful? Just think about those three the next time that you are running or anything that you are trying to accomplish in life because you can't. I am relentless. I am worthy. I am limitless. Just keep moving forward, right? So true. I am going to incorporate these into my own life. Thanks, Meredith. And remember to check out the link to Meredith Atwood's website at swimbikemom.com. And I also have a link to it in this episode's show notes at feelgoodrunning.com. Well, that is it for this episode, runners. Please consider sharing this podcast with your running friends and on your social media platforms. 
Research shows that podcasts grow when listeners share it with others. And I sure would appreciate it. And I absolutely appreciate you. So runners, always remember to be kind to others, even if some are not always kind to you. It is good for the heart and soul and helps make this crazy world a better place. It really is the right thing to do. Peace. Thank you for listening to this episode. Please consider sharing this podcast with your running friends and on your social media platforms. To access the show notes that included all the resources and links for this episode and to access past episodes, go to feelgoodrunning.com. Until next time, keep motivated, keep focused, and keep on running. It is sure to make you, well, feel good.